Great British Manufacturing Podcast, brought to you by MTD, MFG and Jefferson. Hello and welcome to this week's Great British Manufacturing Podcast. On this week's show, we will review the latest news from the British manufacturing sector and welcome a special guest. James Fudge, Head of Operations at the Manufacturing Technology Association, or the MTA. But before we start, I'd just like to mention a couple of the Factory Now members. New members are joining a platform every week which has been launched to help British manufacturers boost sales, collaborate and reshore. Members include System Store Solutions, the UK's leading specialist for warehouse and workshop design, and Arnold Rag, the Sheffield-based AS9100 approved fastener manufacturer. I'm Joe Reynolds, and as always, I'm joined by Stuart Whitehead. Stuart, how are you doing? Yeah, very good, Joe, and uh, despite uh, the summer holidays, we've got plenty of good news stories this week. Yeah, speaking of which, let's get straight on with it. Uh, Magna, you're a huge company, Magna, and are opening yet another facility, this time Sunderland. Yeah, great news for the Northeast again. Uh, so Canadian automotive components manufacturer Magna has officially opened its new factory in Sunderland. City leaders and senior officials from the firm attended an event this week to mark the occasion. The exterior trim parts for Nissan's third-generation Qashqai produced at the facility, which houses a robotic assembly line. Magna has also introduced a fully assembled thermoplastic lift gate, a lightweight alternative to seal. Magna, as you say, huge company headquartered in Ontario, 347 global plants, 87 other facilities across 828 countries, 12 of them in the UK. They employ well in excess of 150,000 people, including more than 2,000 in Britain. 300 people will be employed at this new facility when it full capacity. Fantastic news yet again for the North East. Um, next story, British Steel to invest £26 million at the at uh, Skitting Grove plant. Yeah, this is the single largest largest investment by the firm for more than 30 years in its special profiles business. The £26 million project will see new downstream processing at Skitting Grove site. This is part of a wider £100 million investment announced earlier this year, designed to improve steelmakers' manufacturing and environmental performance. The new service centres will include cut-length lines, product milling, machining, warehousing, and warehousing operations, will enable the company to make the process an extended range of value-added profiles for the industry primarily. The advanced milling machinery capability will also mean that the company can offer profiles with world-leading tolerances of just 0.1 millimetres. Brilliant stuff. Um, and, and a week doesn't pass where we're not talking about electric vehicles or batteries or electrification. And this week, British Consortium established to develop solid-state batteries. What do you know about this one? Yeah, as you say, there's certainly a, a momentum with um, with batteries and um, EV companies in the UK, which is great to see. So they are consulting seven UK-based organisations. They signed a memorandum of understanding to combine ambitions to develop world-leading prototype solid-state battery technology, targeting automotive applications. And for people who don't know, solid-state batteries offer significant potential advantages over conventional lithium-ion batteries and could be transformational in meeting the UK's net zero commitments through the electrification of transport. Group aims to harness and industrialise UK academic capability to produce cells using highly scalable manufacturing techniques that leap the cost effectiveness and performance are achieved elsewhere. Companies, you know, a lot, a lot of them will be well known to people. Companies include organisations, British Vault, 
Faraday Institution, Johnson Matthey and Oxford University. Okay, Stuart, we'll take a pause from this week's Positive UK Manufacturing News. I'd like to introduce this week's special guest. It's no other than James Fudge, Head of Operations at the Manufacturing Technology Association, or the MTA. James, welcome. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're more than welcome. Uh, to start with, we always like to find out about the people in, on the podcast, not just the companies. So yeah, tell us about you know, James Fudge, your current role and responsibilities and your career to date. Sure. Well, I joined the MTA. Um, it will be 10 years this November um, that I joined. Um, I've worked in a number of roles. So I worked um, originally on the education and development side. So looking after our skills um, and grants and loans side of the business. Um, I then moved on to events. Um, and kind of as, as we've gone through time, different bits have been added to my role, um, as is often the way. Um, so membership now sits uh, underneath me, as well as um, quite a large percentage of our member services as well. So we have a technical and skills team um, who look after those two areas and then kind of everything else falls under me. Marvellous. Yeah, so you've got, you got a busy role day today. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're, we're a smaller team um, than we have been in the past. Um, but, you know, we're still offering all the same services. And actually, we've tried to enhance that over the last year um, and really add some more in to add value to our membership. Fantastic. Now, if we can give us a brief in, uh, overview of the Manufacturing Technology Association, or I so say most people would know you as the MTA, it's fair to say. Um, yeah, just for people that don't know of you, who are you and what, what do you set out to achieve? Sure. So we're an association that has um, just over 300 members um, and we represent companies that um, cover all areas of that initial manufacturing. So it's that front end manufacturing technology. So that could be people that are working in subtractive manufacturing, um, whether that be metal cutting or any of the associated components, so work holding, tool holding. Um, it could be companies that are producing tooling, metrology, uh, software, which could be CAD CAM or could be the more sort of I4 connected technologies and those enablers that we're seeing coming through. Um, we're also the national body for additive manufacturing. So if you're talking about metal based 3D printing, uh, that falls squarely within our remit. Um, and recently as well, we've got uh, we've expanded our community to include the users of that technology. So the Engineering Industries Alliance has become part of the MTA family um, and we are expanding that community. So we've got that great touch point with some of the users as well. So it's really expanding um, who we have contact with and, and kind of who we represent as an industry. And to that end, we've got a number of services we offer. Um, so uh, we run the UK's national exhibition, MAC, which I know we'll come on to in a minute. Um, we offer, as I say, skills, uh, grants and loans for people taking on apprentices and looking to grow their business and do training. We have um, a very well used market research um, with economics and statistical data um, in terms of we collect all the statistics for the UK and we feed that into Europe as well. So we get the European data back um, and a forecast uh, function that goes alongside that. We run a number of events. So for us, our whole reason for being is to help our members do more business. So the best way of doing that is running events and having face to face contact where people can come along and find something out, but also network with peers um, and meet other people. Um, so that's quite a, a big area that we cover as well, as well as all the sort of representation that we do to uh, Westminster, um, you know, and, and government contacts we have. Um, so it's quite a broad remit for a small association, um, but one that is, you know, invaluable to our members, or at least it aims to be. Absolutely. Morning, James. Thanks for joining us. Um, 
I was going to ask about services, but you kind of covered that. Um, why do people join the MCA and what do they hope to achieve from being part of your membership? As I say, it's for a number of reasons, really. So, um, you know, certainly the statistical and market data um, that we collect is one of the top reasons. I think one of the other reasons is our technical system function as well. So our technical department will sit on the bodies with British standards. So when there's standards that are coming into update, they come to industry to ask, you know, are, are these correct? Are we putting the right things in, uh, both at British standard and European level? So actually our function through that is really well utilised. Um, and, you know, we have a system whereby people can view uh, British standards or get them at half price. So that's quite a, a big part of what we offer um, and is probably one of the better used services. I think as well, because we've got this community and this contact with so many different companies, people do use us for our networking. So whether that's sending an eShot out to our database through us or whether that's attending events to meet other people. Um, and again, yeah, like I say, our economic data is, is one of the key reasons that people join for and is one of our better use services um, and certainly our forecast because we look at that by verticals as well. So we'll break that down into aerospace, automotive, medical, yellow goods, space, auto sport, all the different sectors that our, our uh, members cover. Very fantastic. And um, in terms of the membership profile, you touched on some of the industries. In terms of the size of the organisation, is it you know, a fair split being large OEMs, SMEs, or, you know, if you can just give us an idea and an overview of the, the profile, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, we really do have quite a large mix. So you can go, you know, our smallest member probably has one or maybe even two employees, right up to big multinationals. Um, I think if you look at kind of the membership profile in terms of size of business, um, you get a, a bell curve effect. So the, the middle tranche is this kind of SME, core SME market. Um, where members are employing anywhere between, say, 40 to 100 people. Um, and so that tends to be where we sit, because that, I guess, kind of reflects our industry within the UK. Absolutely. And um, we touched on, on it before. Um, MTA, you obviously organised the MAC exhibition. Um, for people less familiar with the exhibition, if you wouldn't mind just giving us an overview of the event, typical exhibitors and benefits of attending. Sure. I mean, the show traces its roots back to 1912. Um, it was actually the first edition uh, uh, of the exhibition held. Um, obviously, that's come quite a long way. We hold it every two years at the NEC, um, with the next one being the 4th to the 8th of April 2022. So we're in the middle of planning for that at the moment. Um, and I think the thing that's really nice about it is that it enables us as an association to have touch points with more companies. So we have... Um, Whilst we have 300 companies in membership, it's just over 200 of those exhibit. But then there's an additional 400 companies each show. Um, so we've instantly got a, a, a bigger database and a bigger community of 600 companies. And then you can look at that even wider and start going, well, we get 25,000 people through the door over the five days. And again, we've got that big community. And that for us is what it's all about. Um, and I think that's the exciting thing is, you know, the next time all of that community comes together, it's going to be the first gathering post-COVID, post-Brexit um, at, at the UK's national show for manufacturing. And we're, I think, the only show where everyone has live machinery that is actually demonstrating and live cutting and, and live working at the show. Um, and so for me, that's 
you know, it, it makes it quite exciting because you suddenly bring all these people together. There's a lot of business done at the show. I mean, we attributed two hundred million pounds worth of business done over the five days of the last show. Um, not just with people selling directly off their stand, although that does happen, but with people coming and going, right, I'm going to build a contact database to last me for the next two years until the next show when that's all refreshed. And so they can actually meet the community. Um, and I think as well, it's, you know, that's what we've tried to achieve. You know, we've upgraded a lot of our online systems so you can now log in and create a profile as a visitor and you can then make contact with exhibitors directly. So you can get in touch with an exhibitor beforehand and go, right, this is the problem I've got. You can send them drawings and have all those conversations front end so that when you turn up at the show, those conversations are much tighter and you kind of know who you're going to see um, and the types of conversations you have. And so, you know, that's been really difficult, I guess, over the last 18 months is trying to keep that feel and that spirit going. But like I say, we've tried doing that through some online platforms and just really enhancing what we offer. Fantastic. And... Um... And just on that, you know, if people want to attend the event or people are interested in, in exhibiting, how, how would they get in contact with you, Karen? So best thing to do is if you go to macexhibition.com, um, there is both a register now button so you can register to visit, or if you're interested in finding out more about exhibiting um, or the types of things that go on, then uh, there's a contact us form on there as well. Yeah, and, and I must say, um, we've worked with the MTA for the last, I don't know how many exhibitions now, and it is a fantastic exhibition, both to exhibit and obviously more importantly to, to go and, you know, go and have a good look round. Um, it's probably fair to say you can't do it in one day. So do try and get down there for a couple of days and, you know, immerse yourself in the event. It's a fantastic event. Um, but James, just moving on, um, what are your view on the challenges and opportunities for the UK's manufacturing sector? In a, in a post-pandemic world? I know, like, I think things, we all agree, things are starting to recover, but what opportunities are there out there and the challenges? Yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's just so much going on. I mean, this is one of the nice things with us being an association rather than a you know pure show organiser. And don't get me wrong, there are some great commercial show organisers out there, but if I talk about the association as such, um, you know, we are run by... A board. We have a committee that looks after the exhibition. So we don't go out and go, right, who do we talk to in industry that knows about these things? We are the industry. And so that gives us a really strong position to go, right, let's look at some thought leadership um, pieces and let's look at the range of technologies we represent, as well as the different sizes of companies. Um, and I think from that, there's, there's a lot that comes out of it. I mean, there's a lot of buzzwords and hot topics, so things like I4 and all the associated terminology that goes along with it. Um, but there are some really good opportunities, I think, for people looking to automate and do things within their business. I think there is a great amount to be done on the green agenda um, and decarbonisation. You know, we'll certainly see that move up both our agenda, government agenda, but also our members agenda. Um, and it's actually starting to create new jobs. And I think that's the other thing is we're a really exciting sector. We forget that sometimes. I think people that, you know, we get so bogged down in, in the day to day running of things. We actually forget just how exciting it is. And there's so much going on constantly, both in terms of new technologies and, you know, you've only got to start looking at the verticals we work in. I mean, as I say, I touched on things like automotive and aerospace earlier on. You start looking at the UK space sector, you start looking at new technologies that are being brought in. So the electrification, for example, of vehicles, and I don't just mean cars, I'm talking marine, aerospace and all the technologies that go along with that as well. You know, there's light weighting, so it could be things like carbon fibre, 
it could be things like additive. There's, there's just so much going on. And I think what's exciting is it's not so much a shift in technology as a growth. So all those traditional methods and all the traditional technologies we've always used, we still need. But in addition to that, you start adding on all these other technologies. And I, I just think it's a really exciting time. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And, and just talking about Mac, you know, it's, it's a while away yet, but how do, how do people find out more? And more important, how do they register to attend the event? So they are best going to macexhibition.com. There is a register now button um, and there's also more information there in terms of uh, looking to book. Um, or if people just want to contact us and find out more a little bit about either the association or the event, they're more than welcome to do so. You know, we're not we're not just going to pounce on people and try and sell them something. It's kind of, you know, talk to us and we'll see what we can do to, uh, to benefit all of us. Sure. And just just the final one, just remind, remind us of the dates. So it's the 4th to the 8th of April 2022, and that's up at the NEC uh, in Birmingham. Brilliant, James. Many thanks for coming on the podcast. Great to catch up as always, and we'll see you before, Mac, but good luck on the build-up. Thanks very much, and great to speak to you both. Stu, another fascinating in- interview. They're, uh, they're quite something else, the MTA. Yeah, they certainly are such a um, broad range of services they offer members, and um, certainly recommend anybody to, to look at the Mac exhibition in, in next April. Certainly. Um, we always talk about news on this on this show, but for people who haven't already, please download the MTD MFG app. It's available from all the usual places, whether you're Apple or, or Android. So yeah, there's exclusive content on that on the on the app. So please go and download it. But back on with the news, we've got plenty to go through. Um, Komatsu, they're launching a, a large recruitment drive in the northeast. Yeah, back in the northeast, um, the company is creating almost 100 new jobs and apprenticeship is at its Berkeley plant in County Durham. Um, Kometsu is the world's second largest construction and mining equipment manufacturer, expanding the, the, the northeast workforce, ramping up production, and this is to meet increasing domestic and international demand. Um, bit of history, Kometsu UK has delivered ex- excavators since the plant in 1987. Starting up with a 250 strong workforce. And the Japanese aim for fundamental really in helping create new industry in the North East that's centered around automotive and construction equipment manufacturing. Yeah, massive company. I used to go back there when I had a real job. Yeah, big company. Um, and the green light for kite packaging's new 50 million HQ here in Coventry or in the UK in Coventry. Yeah, huge investment. So plans submitted by the firm for the new 50 million um, pound headquarters in Warwick have been approved. It's been founded in 2001. Pike Packaging has quickly become one of the largest packaging suppliers in the UK with seven regional distribution centres. This facility, which is at um, Amsterdam Park, is situated with quite a few prominent industry forerunners, including Magnet and Rolls-Royce. 300,000 square feet of logistics, 26,000 square feet head of the building. And it's likely to be one of the largest new builds in the region next year. And this move has been prompted by the urgency for more space to fulfil the accelerating demand for the firm's packaging product. Yeah, like you say, huge facility. I know that area pretty well, and it's ne- it's next to some uh, huge companies. So, good place, good place for their new HQ. Uh, the next one, Winterbath and Derby, they opened a new facility in Bedfordshire. What do you know about this one? Yeah, we've got a few details on this, not too many. Um, new production facilities to say this is in Milton Keynes, um, and this will considerably enhance the firm's manufacturing capacity. Plant-based squeaky bean products will be made at the 48,000 square foot facility, and this is its second UK factory dedicated to that brand. 
more than 100 jobs have been created by the investment. This is all part of the UK's growing plant-based economy. And we're finishing on one of my favourite stories of the week, uh, Airbus. We talked about orders for, um, you know, for aeroplane manufacturers a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, you know tell us about this latest Airbus one. Fantastic news. Yeah, I mean, we, we've touched on aerospace a couple of times and um, orders are coming through. So I think this is the third or fourth week now with the, the, the happy in orders for, for Airbus. And uh, so Delta Airlines, the US carrier, had ordered an additional 30 Airbus A321 new aircraft. And this is to, to help meet the, the airline's fleet requirement. This is in addition uh, to the airline's existing orders for 125 at the same time, bringing the outstanding orders. Delta to a total of 155 aircraft. So great news for um, the aerospace industry and um, primarily very good news for Airbus's um, Broughton Wing assembly plant. Absolutely. How many planes was that, did you say? 155 in total, and this new order is for 30 aircraft. Yeah, brilliant. Well, that, that brings the end to this week's podcast. Like, I, like I've said previously, we don't get time to cover everything on this podcast. Go to the website mtdmfg.com where that, there's a whole host of uh, manufacturing stores uploaded every day. Um, like I say, there's ones we haven't covered this week, so please do go and take a look. Um, the MTD MFG app is available on pretty much every app pl- platform, whether you're Android or Apple. So please download that for exclusive content. Um, a big thank you to uh, you, Stuart. Thank you to James Fudge of the MTA. But as always, the biggest thank you goes to you at home for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Great British Manufacturing Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and a review. You can find us on Twitter using at MTDMFG and at Jefferson underscore MFG.